Welcome to the House of Worship podcast. We hope you are blessed by today's message. For more information, visit our website at www.myhouseofworship.org. I want to welcome you to Streams of Living Water tonight. We're trusting that the Holy Spirit will help us, will teach us, will show us and open our understanding. I pray that every one of us will leave this gathering blessed, touched, encouraged, and filled with the Spirit of God. I want to say uh, to everyone that has called in, uh, may the Lord bless you, may the Lord uh, uh, watch over you, may the Lord do incredible things in your life this day. And may the days account for his kindness in your life. I want to also take the time to uh, give a shout out to all those who are uh, going to be part of this, even doing the replay. Uh, may God also bless you. May God enrich you. And may you have the same experience of the presence of God filling you, uh, exciting you, teaching you, bringing you up to speed to the level at which God would have you function in your day and in your generation. And I want to say uh, thank you to God on behalf of everyone that has experienced the healing touch of God even in these times. And we rejoice with you. We thank God for his goodness and we thank God for his kindness. And uh, for, uh, for those of you who were part of Sunday service, for example, I, I did stretch out my hand and I asked uh, you to touch the screen and believe God with me. And uh, one person uh, text uh, uh, during the service that they had received healing in their wrist. Uh, I did make contact with them and they confirmed that indeed they were healed. They had had a sprain in their wrist and as they touched the screen, the power of God touched them. And I'm trusting God that God would do incredible things in your life and for you during this time of fellowship. I also want to uh, bring uh, uh, the consolation of the Spirit of God to all those that are going through tough times right now. May the Spirit of God, who is able to release uh, information that surpasses our understanding, who is able to come into your situation and bring comfort that is beyond any thing that anyone can say. May the Lord comfort you, may the Lord strengthen you, and may the Lord himself wrap his arms around you and bring blessing to you that you may continue to live and be encouraged. And I want to say to someone also that may your confidence not be dashed because of any challenge that you have been uh, faced with, but the Lord himself will come through for you and he will show himself strong on your behalf. So one more time, I just want to thank everyone for being part of the service uh, today. And I, I just want to encourage you uh, to let me know that you are present. Uh, let uh, uh, me also participate with you. Uh, maybe I can do that after uh, I'm done, uh, for I cannot uh, see you at this point. Uh, you can see me, and it's such a joy to know that uh, we fellowshiped. And, and I thank God, you know, because there's something important about fellowship, uh, fellowship in one with the other. We form the quorum where, where two or three are gathered together in his name. There he's present. And we want to thank you. Uh,
Say that your presence. So please indicate that, that you are here with a like, uh, with a heart. That would be great. And then also uh, leave a note. Let us know that you are you are present. Let us know where you are from, uh, uh, the U.S., Africa, whatever nation you are in, whatever state you're calling from, and and that will be incredible. Now we want to do uh, what is very important. We're learning that. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And we want to start uh, our discussions with the heart of giving. Now, tonight, we're going to be talking about what I've entitled, It's by Invitation. It's by Invitation. We invite uh, uh, so that uh, the Spirit of God would come. It's by invitation that He shows up. He doesn't show up because uh, you think He should, but you need to uh, learn how to invite Him. Now, before we get into that, I want us to go to the text we're using for our giving today, which is 2 Corinthians 8, uh, 7 and 8. I want to read from the New Living Translation this time. The scripture for our giving or our offering uh, today is uh, 2 Corinthians 8, 7 uh, to 8. And it says, but just as you excel in everything, God expects me to excel, expects you to excel. And God does not ask you to just excel in one area. He says, excel in everything. And he, he begins to, Paul, he begins to enumerate uh, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness in the love for us. See that you also excel in the grace of given. He says, see also that you excel in the grace of given. And, and verse 8 says, I am not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with earnestness of others. So Paul is teaching the Corinthian church that one of the areas that you need to excel is in the area of giving. And in that area of giving, he, he's saying that, listen, it's not a command I'm putting on you, but I just want to check whether there's a sincerity, there's an earnestness in your way of life. Giving becomes one of the major yardsticks to check whether someone is vested in a relationship, is committed to God and, and, and committed to whatever they claim they are vested in. In your area of giving, we are able to tell whether this is uh, the direction in where your heart is. The Bible makes it clear that wherever your heart would be, would be determined by what you position your treasure, what you call your treasure. So wherever your treasure is, your heart will begin to move in that direction. So may your giving be evident by uh, uh, to God, may your your giving uh, and that aspect of your love for God be evident by your giving. So tonight, as you give, I want you to go to PayPal.me forward slash My House of Worship. PayPal.me forward slash My House of Worship and give, and may God bless you. You can also go to MyHouseOfWorship.org and hit the donation tab, and you can also give. That's the website. One more time, myhouseofworship.org, and then you hit the donation tab, and you can also give. So may God bless you as you give. May God bless you as you open your heart. May God bless you as you register on earth that God is important to you as you let the Lord know that you thank him for all that he's done for you. You thank him for the things that he's blessed you with, and may you be a participant in 
tonight's uh, fellowship as you give. Uh, and, and so as you are giving, I want you to also note that uh, tonight we're talking about uh, it's by invitation. It's by invitation. It's by invitation. We're talking still about the Holy Spirit. And I'm so excited about uh, this that we are sharing about the Holy Spirit because he is needed in our time. We need him to be able to help us navigate. We need him to help us grow. We need him to help us to be effective, efficient, to be all that he's called us to be in whatever sphere we've been called, whatever nation we've been called. This is the time that you need the mind of God. You need what is in the heart of God. You need to understand what he would have us do in times that may be characterized as challenging times, but they are also times of opportunity where God will do incredible things with you and through you. So tonight I want you to write down three things. Number one, preparation. Number two, welcome. Number three, acknowledge. Preparation number two is welcome. Number three is acknowledge. And, and if you are, uh, are watching, I want you to type in. I want you to participate. So I want you to write down preparation. Can someone write down preparation? Can someone write also welcome? Some another person, can you also write acknowledgement? I, you know, I believe in participation. The kingdom of God is not by observation, but it's by participation. And when we participate, we get to be part of that which God brings. It's not for those that are watching, it's for those that get involved. Now, when it comes to the issue of learning to invite, the Holy Spirit is, 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 activated or the Holy Spirit comes in, the Holy Spirit shows up, the Holy Spirit becomes uh, relevant, the Holy Spirit begins to do his work when you invite him. He, he doesn't just show up and run over you. Uh, and, and I just want to say uh, that this is a very important thing. Uh, aspect of your walk with God, understanding that you need to invite him, you need to invite him. There's something about invitation. You know, when you invite someone, you become responsible. When you invite someone, you become vested in their showing up. When you invite, you, you, you sort of uh, uh, set the stage for them to become part of an environment that you are expecting them to do something in that environment. So invitations are very important. You know, when you invite me, you, you then put the responsibility on yourself to make sure that I feel welcome. I can do what I've been called to do in that space in which you're inviting me. So we're going to be reading a couple of scriptures. We'll read from the book of Acts. We'll read from the book of Matthew. We'll read from the book of Luke, and then we'll tie together. And uh, and God is very uh, uh, cool with uh, making us understand that the showing up of the Holy Spirit is something that Jesus begins to talk about way before he did show up. Now, before even Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit, we see Joel prophesying that a day is going to come when the Spirit of God is going to be poured uh, upon all flesh. Now, why would Joel be prophesying? Uh, we prophesy to bring into the atmosphere, to bring into this earth realm that which heaven has an idea and a desire of. So, for example, just like Jesus would 
teach us to pray. Pray that the will of God in heaven be done on earth. This is a form of his invitation. You are inviting that which is in that realm to happen in this realm. And so it's by invitation that you get the activation of what heaven has for you and I to come into our sphere. So in, in, in Luke Sorry, we, starting from Acts chapter 1, I'm reading from the Amplified this time. Acts 1, from verse 4 to 5. And while being in their company and eating with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the Father, for what the Father had promised, of which he said, you, you have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but not many days from now you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit, placed in, introduced into the Holy Spirit. So Jesus was commanding his disciples, I need you to be at a location. I need you to understand that it's by setting up that location. Uh, being at that location, you are setting up the invitation. You're, he's going to come, but he's not going to come because uh, he, he's been promised to come. But he's going to come because a people would invite him deliberately by what they do. Now, if you would understand this, the activity of the Holy Spirit would be very frequent in your life. Now, is the Holy Spirit in you? Yes. Even if he's in you, you've got to invite him into the affairs of your life. Remember that God has given you the will to decide what goes on or what doesn't go on. You have the will and you can choose. Your power of choice is never taken away from you, even when you give your life to Christ. You still are able to say no to God or yes to God. So the activity of the Holy Spirit, his presence, his manifestation becomes a matter of you being interested in and allowing him to flow into that space that you would find yourself in. So let's read the next scripture. We find it in Matthew Chapter number three, we're reading from 13 to 17, and this has to do with when Jesus was getting baptized. And then I'm reading from the Amplified. Then Jesus came to Galilee, to the Jordan, to John, to be baptized by him. But John protested strenuously, having in mind to prevent him, saying, it is I who have need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus replied to him, Permit it just now, for this is the fitting way for both of us to fulfill all righteousness. That is to perform completely with whatever is right. Then he permitted him. Verse 16, And when Jesus was baptized, he went up at once out of the water and hold the heavens opened, and John saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, alighting on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, my beloved, in whom I delight. Now, we want to read also Luke chapter number 3, 21 and 22, and it's the same uh, uh, Baptism, but there's a bit of addition of uh, more information. So uh, Luke 3, 21 and 22. Now when all the people were baptized and when Jesus had also been baptized and while he was still praying, the visible heaven 
was opened. The Holy Spirit descended upon him bodily like a dove, and a voice came from heaven saying, You are my son, my beloved, in whom I am well pleased and find delight. So here you see Jesus being baptized. Initially, John, you know, I, I, I understand, uh, uh, you know, you, you are of a higher rank than I am. I am the, the, the gate uh, opener or the, the way maker or the path uh, uh, clearer for you. I am the voice that goes ahead of you. So you are the one that is coming to baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And I, I need you rather to baptize me. And then Jesus says, no, you, you have to do this because we got to fulfill all righteousness. And whilst he's being baptized, when we look at the two accounts, we see that Jesus was praying. Whilst uh, he, the baptism was going on, Jesus was praying. What was he praying about? My suggestion was that he was asking that the Holy Spirit come. He was inviting the Holy Spirit. He was saying that this is the moment. Father, we are doing the exact thing that we had discussions about. We are uh, participating in what heaven has already okayed, and we are making it manifest on earth. And behold, the heavens open and the Holy Spirit descend. So at the moment of his baptism, we see the Trinity at, at, in, 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 in full view, where we see that the Father begin to speak and declare concerning the Son, and we see the Holy Spirit come upon him to anoint him to come and initiate him and to empower him and set him up to do the work that he came to do. So the important thing we notice here is that even with Jesus, he had to, he had to be praying, he had to be having the dialogue, he had to be inviting, and the Holy Spirit shows up, his his coming is by invitation. His coming is by invitation only. His coming is by invitation. His activity in your life, yes, he may be around. Yes, he may desire to. But I want you to know that it's important that you and I begin to invite him. Invite him into your home. Invite him into your car. Invite him in your nation. Invite him in your meetings. Invite him wherever you're going. Invite him on your travel. Invite him where he, wherever you are, be it in the airway be it on, on the seas, invite him. You need him. I need him. He's very necessary for, for, the, for, for whatever God is requiring of us, whatever we need to do. So these three things that we want to be looking at. Now, when you are inviting him, there are three things that must take place. Number one, we said preparation. Number two, we said you got to welcome him. Number three, you got to acknowledge him. Now, we want to take it apart. We want to uh, uh, now look at the fact that when... Uh, you are inviting someone, you usually in this house, uh, usually we would prepare if we invite you to come and there is a day in which you are coming, if we invite you for a meal, we must prepare, we must set the table, we must uh, 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 send notice to you. There, there are things that we do, we make room, we make space for you. So anyone who is preparing for the Holy Spirit, just like Jesus told the disciples, make sure you go and, and, and hunker down in Jerusalem. Do not leave Jerusalem. Wait for the promise. Prepare for him. And the Bible makes it clear that when they were there, amidst prayer, they began to uh, reorganize themselves. They had lost uh, their 12th man, uh, who was Judas. And in that space of time, they re-elected uh, uh, someone else to take his place. 
making sure that the, the, 12, uh, the, the standard for government and for rulership was intact. They were preparing for the Holy Spirit to come. And in the mornings, you want to prepare for him. In the afternoons, you want to prepare for him. At night, you want to prepare for him. I don't know whether you, you think that uh, he should just show up and, and begin to rearrange things all over the place. The least you can do is have a heart that is ready for him. The least you can do is have a mind that is ready for the visitation of the Spirit of God. I call him the executive administrator of the Godhead. You know, he's a functioning representative of the Godhead. When he comes, he's coming to do a great number of things, but you must make ready, you must make ready your heart, you must make ready your environment, you must make ready the people, you must make ready the atmosphere so that he can come and do the work of God in your life. Now, I remember... This morning, in the early hours of the morning, uh, whilst thinking about uh, uh, what we were going to be discussing, the Holy Spirit said to me, I, I am not, uh, I am not uh, the genie. I'm not the genie. And, and he began to say, you know, I was... <laughs> quite uh, surprised when he said, I'm not the genie. Of course, he was talking about uh, Aladdin and the magic lamp. Uh, and believe it or not, uh, I went back and read the whole story again. Uh, and it's exciting that, um, you know, I learned that uh, when I was, I read it when I was a young boy. And, uh, and of course, now we have all kinds of uh, uh, movies out uh, concerning that uh, story. But, you know, he, he was, the Holy Spirit was trying to educate me and let me understand that you cannot think about him as the genie. You cannot prepare for him like he's a genie. Now, uh, you know, that genie was uh, always hidden or stored in that lamp. And when that lamp was, that magic lamp was cleaned, the genie came out. And once the genie came out, uh, he gave uh, Aladdin or whoever the lamb, he gave them three requests. And, and, and three requests, and those three requests were only three requests. Now, not only did he give them three requests, the, the genie would say to whoever wrapped the lamb that I am uh, your servant. He says that you are, uh, you are my master, and, and I am here to fulfill your wish. Now, when the Holy Spirit comes, he does not come to fulfill your wish. He does not come with limited uh, uh, request. He does not come... Uh, just on uh, those occasions when you, you kind of uh, think that you have to do certain things. He doesn't come by saying, I, I, uh, what is it? I, I can't remember. I cannot make people fall in love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, with, uh, my son was trying to remember, remind me of some of the things that uh, the genie would do. But see, the Holy Spirit is not a genie. He, he, he is part of the Godhead. The Holy Spirit is one... Uh, of the Godhead. He, he is God. And, and I need you and I to open our hearts, understand that we have God the Father, we have God the Son, and we have God the Holy Spirit. He comes with more. He comes with uh, so much more to bless us. The Holy Spirit comes into our life, you know, as a guide. You know? And so if a guide is coming into your life, you want to be ready for the guide. If a teacher is coming, you want to be ready. We, you know, we, I, I love this saying uh, that it goes this way, 
that uh, when the student is ready, the teacher shows up. You know, he comes as a trainer. If he's coming to train you, uh, you must be ready for. He comes to equip us. He comes to empower. He comes to activate us. Now, for every one of us, it doesn't matter the field in which you are in. He can come and help you in that area. He can come and help you. So, for example, if you are called into uh, the field of uh, engineering, the Spirit of God can help you in that field. Now, he's not going to come and teach you uh, uh, things that have to do with uh, the law. He's coming to teach you. He's coming to help you. So in whatever field you are, whatever studying you're going, uh, you're undertaking, be it a student, the Holy Spirit is able to come alongside you and help you. All right. So I want you to open your heart and know that help is coming. He's a tested help in time of trouble. Now, one of the things that fascinates me about this Holy, the Holy Spirit is that he makes you better in that area in which God has called you. He comes alongside you and makes you better equipped. He comes to resource you, opens your understanding. He can tutor you in that field. He can can give you whatever level of information that is required to help you move what you're doing along the line. So tonight, can someone someone welcome him by making a Uh, their heart prepared. You know, some of us are not prepared uh, thinking that he is not qualified. Now, anyone who can teach us all things must know all things. So there is no limit to which he can help you and I. So I want you from this day forward, go to your places of employment with him. Go to your places of, of, uh, 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 of disciplines, whatever field you are in. Trust that the Holy Spirit can help you. He knows more policing than the average the policeman. He knows more legal issues than any lawyer, judge, or counselor. He knows more about medicine than any trained doctor. And he can help us. He can help those that are in the laboratories, those that are doing the space issues. He can help us in all those areas. So can you make room? Can you prepare for him that he will come and help you? Listen, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is not just going to be working with those that are doing the work of the ministry or those that are even called into the fivefold ministry. So for example, the Holy Spirit helps everyone, those that are in the fivefold ministry and everyone that is called to ministry. Now, everyone is not called to the fivefold ministry. Everyone is called to a ministry. Whatever God has called you to do, it's part of your ministry. And God, that same Holy Spirit is available to every one of us. So Holy Spirit help you to be more effective. May the Holy Spirit help you to be more effective in that field in which God has called you to operate. And and listen, someone needs to hear this. Uh, The Spirit of God would have you hear that he says that I am doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. Now it will spring forth and, and do you not perceive and know and it will not Sorry, let me read it one more time. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive and know it? And will you not give heed to it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You know, this is God for you. He's able to do that which is impossible. Now, God is doing a new thing. Now, we know that 
you know, society has changed. We know that a, a number of things have changed around all of us. But in the midst of it, God will be doing a new thing with you. New things will be arising concerning the context of your life. And I trust that you would embrace what the Holy Spirit has. And as he speaks to you, as he encourages you, as he your eyes as he brings clarity to you, as he moves the curtains, as he brings you revelation concerning that which you need to get into. May you be willing and may you embrace him and may you know that he is one that is here to enable us and to empower us. One of the things that the Holy Spirit surely does is that he always brings conviction. I like the fact that the Holy Spirit does not come to condemn He doesn't come, uh, yes, he would convict you of sin. He will convict you of that which is wrong. He also convicts you of that which is right. You know, he doesn't come to condemn you. Uh, What is the difference? When he convicts, he gives you an opportunity to make the adjustment. When you are condemned, there is no way out. When you are condemned concerning an issue, there's no way out. But as long as you are alive, as long as there's breath in you, the Spirit of God will convict you. He'll convict you about something that you forgot. He'll convict you about something that you need to do. He'll convict you about the things that are important for where you are going. So tonight, may the conviction of God come upon you. May you open your heart. May you be willing. May you allow him to convict you in the morning, convict you in the afternoon, convict you at night. May you allow him to be your reminder. May you allow him to to come into your life and do the things that will make for you being more effective and more up to par with the way God sees you and has called you. Tonight, may the Spirit of God encourage you. May the Spirit of God tell you you can do it. You know, I really love it when I hear him tell me that good job. I hear him tell me I, I am pleased with what you did or how you did it. It's, it's so when the Spirit of God, who is so personable, he's so uh, invested in what you're doing. So as we do this by making sure that we are prepared for him. Uh, We set him up. uh, uh, We invite him. Preparation is an indication that you are inviting him. Now, the next thing we want to look at is the ability to always be that individual that is very welcoming of the Holy Spirit. You want a welcoming. Can someone say, I welcome you, Holy Spirit? Can someone say, Holy Spirit, come, 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 come. I welcome you. Uh, Now, what does that have to do with what the Holy Spirit would do? Anytime you welcome an individual or you welcome something in your life, what you're doing is that you're giving it permission to function. You know, when I come to your home, you can uh, uh, tell me to come to your home, open the door, but not welcome me. Uh, make it difficult for me to function. Uh, 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 put up this stand look. Uh, look like uh, you really are a bother to m- um, uh, me showing up. And, and you know, uh, when you act like you're not interested in him, you act like he's a killer of joy. You act like uh, he's a waster of your time. You, 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 you tend to crowd him out. You tend to say that, you know, I rescind this invitation. I regret even uh, inviting you here. So uh, can someone one more time in your heart welcome the activity of the Holy Spirit? Can you welcome him? Can you, can you let him know that you look forward to him 
coming and, and you are welcoming of his presence. You, you thank him for being here. And so sometimes, you know, when we are in, in the gathering of the saints where he promises to be there and you keep looking at your watch as if he's wasting your time. You keep uh, uh, acting as if uh, it's a boring environment. You keep acting as if uh, uh, you don't have time for this. What you're doing in practicality is saying that, you know, you are not welcome in my life. You are not welcome in my affairs. You are not, you are not needed. Now, Proverbs 3, verse 6 says, In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Now, you know, the, the mere uh, uh, thought that you want directions from him is not enough. You have to learn to, to acknowledge him. You have to learn to acknowledge him. I, I know that uh, uh, the next thing we're going to be talking about is the, uh, is the acknowledgement. But I bring this scripture uh, in that uh, it says that in all your ways, meaning in every area of your life, uh, he's able to uh, be made welcome and then he would participate. All right. So your ability to understand that you're welcoming him uh, is, is, is more or less like a trigger, uh, more or less like uh, uh, telling the Holy Spirit, you know, I cannot wait to hear you. You know, when someone is welcoming of you, uh, you know, when they see you and they give you a hug or a handshake, uh, of course, I mean, these times we, we don't hug everyone. Of course, I hug my children. I hug those that are in the same space with me at this moment. But, you know, the handshake, the hug, uh, the high-fiving uh, are all signs of welcome. The smile we give. Can you give me a smile? Can you, can you smile wherever you are? Can you tell the Holy Spirit, give him a smile? Let him know that you are interested in his input yeah? so that when he's around, so that he can do what he's been called to do. Now, I want us to look at uh, those scriptures that uh, uh, speak about the things that uh, he does. So, uh, John 15, verse 26, but when the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, the standby comes, whom I will send, uh, send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who comes, proceeds from the Father, he himself will testify regarding me. So Jesus himself is saying that I would send him. I would have to, you know, he's coming by invitation. All right. Whom the Father would send. When he comes, he's coming in certain capacities. Now, when you welcome him as a, a counselor, welcome him as a helper, welcome him as an advocate, welcome him as an intercessor, welcome him as a strengthener, welcome him as someone who is your standby, you know, welcome him into your trouble, welcoming him into your challenge, welcome him into that which you are discussing, you know, I, I don't for because I, uh, without involving him, because I, I know I need him. Uh, I, I need his input. I need him to help me in, in, in what I need to share. I need him to open my understanding to the scriptures. I need him to empower me to do what I'm, I'm called to do. I need him to, to, to speak to me. I need him to comfort me. I need him to strengthen me. You know, sometimes, you know, in the midst of my day, I have to be dealing with all kinds of uh, things that jerk your emotions and, and, and 
and what you are rejoicing with one and you have to mourn with another and all that kinds of uh, all kinds of uh, emotions that are going on you got to be stand with one you got to be uh, 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 encouraging of the other uh, but the Holy Spirit is able to help me navigate so I've learned to always make him welcome in the various capacities in which he can finish my life All right so he's not just coming as my standby when when I'm down or, or, or when I, as my strengthener he comes as my advocate when I need to pray and I don't know how to pray I call on him who is the intercessor who knows the mind of God he knows what the, the prayer meeting in heaven is, is, is advocating for so that I can sync my prayers with the meetings in heaven so I need him I need him so I welcome him in his various capacities so tonight can you welcome him welcome him as your guide like Jesus introduced him to his disciples that he's coming to guide you welcome him that's why he commanded them I need you to wait for him I, you cannot take the step without your guide you cannot go into the future without your guide I cannot make it into the days ahead of me without my guide the same applies with us so we need to be welcoming of him we need to recognize him now one of the things about welcoming is that you know usually we welcome people for example, if it's a gathering, you welcome them and position them based on who they are. You uh, let them sit at the appropriate places, etc., uh, etc. Et so, you know, once you have a knowing of who he is, you have an understanding of who he is, you are able to welcome him. So, for example, I encourage us never to say something said when it's the Holy Spirit that is talking to you. You know, Samuel was taught at an early age that if you want to be sure about who you're communicating with, you want to be sure about uh, God's voice, you need to acknowledge, you need to recognize that voice, you need to welcome that voice. And he said, say to the voice, when you hear the voice, speak, Lord, for your servant uh, uh, hears. All right. So he, he, he says, welcome him, welcome him, welcome that voice, welcome that voice by acknowledging who that voice is. So now let's talk about uh, acknowledging. Anytime you acknowledge the Holy Spirit, what you are saying is that you are willing now to relate. You know, the Holy Spirit's activity in my life and in your life is to make us better. He's not a genie like he's, he, he, he reminded me. He's not coming to do stuff for us and leave. He's not going to get you uh, uh, your toys. He's not going to uh, get... Uh, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, go and talk to someone on your behalf. He, 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 even with the gift, for example, of the speaking in tongues, what I call the prayer language, the priestly language, he, he, the Bible makes it clear that he empowers them or he empowers us and we, as we speak. So he comes alongside you. He enables you to do what you can do better. He enables you to come into this new way of thinking and way of doing things. All right. So once you acknowledge him, once you acknowledge him, you are saying, I want to relate with you in the capacity in which you come in. You relate to him. I, I, I love it when he is so interested in what I'm doing. He's so interested in teaching. He's so interested in imparting, but I need to acknowledge him. I need to 
learn to relate to him, and then he would give me directions. I remember uh, many years ago, uh, as he was training me to to be keen with my hearing his voice and walking in obedience. And uh, I, I would sit in the car uh, that day and uh, he was asking me to go certain places and I kept following the directions and I, I got to where we were going and uh, nothing was uh, really uh, different. So I asked him, uh, why, uh, why isn't there anything really happening? And he said to me, I just wanted to see whether you would obey my lead. So it was not about where we were going, it was about whether I would follow his lead. The turning to the left and turning to the right. And there was excitement. I thought there was something going to be happening when we got there, but there was nothing really happening. It was just that he had gotten me to adjust in my ability to hear him and follow him. He was teaching me how to relate to him. He was teaching me how to acknowledge him. He was teaching me how to allow his voice to guide me and bringing me into that place of confidence of knowing that when he spoke, he meant what he said. Now, once you begin to relate to him, you must also understand that the Holy Spirit does not like it when you do things that are not in accordance to his will. Now, the reason why he, he, he's reminding us that I'm not a genie is that you cannot be doing the wrong things and expect him to be hanging around you. Now, the fact that he still does things uh, for those that he would bless through you does not mean that he's endorsing the wrong things you are doing. You know, uh, uh, it, God is uh, uh, such an incredible loving God. He's such an, uh, a merciful God. The Holy Spirit is, uh, is uh, a, a spirit that um, has the capacity to give us a long rope. Uh, he has the capacity to, to hang around till we uh, are, are able to make a turn, but he's not going to be hanging around forever. He, he, God makes it clear that my spirit will not dwell with you forever. You know, there comes a time where the Holy Spirit begins to say enough is enough. Now, uh, Paul records in Ephesians 4, uh, 29, uh, uh, and, and verse 30, we, we want to look at 30, but let's, let's add 29. It says, watch the way you talk. I'm reading from the message this time. Watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps. Each word is a gift. Verse 30, don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. All right? Now, if you read other versions, verse 30 will say, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, when you read that, you may think that, you know, he's so touchy, you know, uh, you can just uh, get him to be ticked off and he moves away. No, it usually takes a, a, a little longer than that. All right? But he is not the... The, the spirit of God uh, that you, you should think you could toy with, all right? He, he, he does not 
uh, allow us to continue in the wrong ways. You know, if you uh, read the account of Ananias and Sapphira, they lost their life just because they, they, they grieved him. And not only that, they were trying to set a wrong pattern when God was expecting them to behave rightly because it was the inception of the church and God was not interested in people who were going to pretend that they were doing the right things when they were doing the wrong things. So these two people lost their lives as a result of doing the wrong things. Now, uh, when you grieve the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit backs off. I've had experiences where uh, uh, just the cockiness and uh, a little bit of pride that shows up uh, stops his activity in your life. When you think that you are all that. Uh, uh, and so you want to make sure that you understand this truth, that you do not Conduct yourself in ways that are not becoming of the Holy Spirit. Now, just think about his name. He is the Holy Spirit. He's not the, 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 the wrong spirit. He's not the bad spirit. He, the, what precedes his, his name is holiness. Now, holiness is purity. Holiness is clean. Holiness does not want things that are unbecoming. And he is always willing to help us. Yes, we falter. We, we do uh, not do everything right, but he is around us to help us. That's why we want to be aware and be acknowledging of the fact that if we want his activity in our life, he is the Holy Spirit. He is the spirit of truth. He is the spirit that comes into our life and makes our life better. So tonight I want to encourage you that the Holy Spirit seeks your environment. He seeks to play a huge role in your life, but he must uh, be invited. Now, what are the three things? One more time. Those that are here with me, what are the three things? Uh, you can look on your notes. What are the three things? Preparation. Number two, you got to welcome him. Number three, you got to acknowledge him. All right. What is it about preparation? Make room. What is it about welcome? Give him permission to function. What is it about acknowledging? You learn to relate with him. And it's so important. It's so imperative that as we relate to him, his power, his availability, the usefulness of his, 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 his presence begin to fill us. So tonight I want to bless you. I want to declare that may the presence of the Holy Spirit, that presence that brings rest, that presence that releases fullness of joy, let it fill you wherever you are. Let the presence of God that can overwhelm you and bring so much love into your life, let it come upon you. Let that presence that, that resuscitates, that brings about health, let it be your portion. For, you know, let him who is even the health of our countenance, let him who brings the reflection of the beauty of God come into your life. Let his presence shine upon you. May you be more effective in any area that you are involved in. May you be effective in the kitchen because of the Holy Spirit. May you be effective in the classroom because of the Holy Spirit. May you be effective in the boardrooms because of the Holy Spirit. May you be effective in, in, the, in the area of sports. May you be the best at what you do because of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I thank God that it comes to fellowship with us. Now, you know, there's this uh, prayer that usually we, uh, we share. We, we call it the, the grace. We love to share it usually at the end of service. And you find it, uh, uh, one of the verses recorded in 2 Corinthians uh, 
chapter number 13, verse 14. I'll read the Amplified. And it says, the grace, the favor, and the spiritual blessings of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the presence and fellowship, the communion and sharing together and participation in the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. So be it. Now, we see the Godhead uh, described over there where uh, the grace is released by Jesus. We see the love of the Father. But what we see about the Holy Spirit is fellowship. So the Holy Spirit desires to hang with us. The Holy Spirit's function is to be present in our lives. The Holy Spirit's function is to enable us and to empower us. The Holy Spirit's function is to cause us to step into the roles that God has called us. So tonight, as we acknowledge him and as we fellowship with him, may this week be an extraordinary week of testifying that the fellowship of the Holy Spirit has been real. It's not been something we said together. It's been something that you have lived. Let the fellowship, let the fellowship, let the communion, let the participation uh, together with the Holy Spirit. Let every area of your life, where you lack strength, let strength come. Where you lack wisdom, let the wisdom of God find you. Where you lack insight, let insight come. Where you lack foresight, let the foresight, let God give you that foresight. And may this week, may you have evidence that you have walked with the Holy Spirit, that you have welcomed him, that you have anticipated him, uh, his, his, his activity in your life. You have been anticipating him every hour, every day, looking forward to what he will do. And above all, you have become this person that never, never let the Holy Spirit out of your sight, literally. You've been one that has always laid a, 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 a table, literally, for him, made him uh, welcome because you've been prepared to see his work in your life. I thank God for you. I bless you this day. I pray that the activity of the Spirit of God will be so real to you that you will continue to share with others this fun, exciting presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, can we share a word of prayer? This evening, also, I want to stretch my hands. Now, if there's anyone who is sick, you may touch your screen, touch my my, my palm, uh, you, maybe your screen is so small so you can use your finger and uh, uh, let's pray. Father, thank you for audience tonight. Jesus, thank you for your grace that you've released. And Holy Spirit, we thank you for your fellowship we've had. Now, as we pray this evening, may you touch that individual. May you touch that family. May you send comfort their way. May you send healing their way. If there's any uh, physical ailment in their body, I command that ailment to leave by the power of God, by the Spirit of God. I release the liberty of Christ into you. May you be free from the crowns of your head to the soles of your feet. And if you lack courage, may the courage of God come into you. May the goodness of God surround you. And may this week be an exciting week of the goodness of God being spoken by you and may the blessings of the Lord settle upon you. May his peace be enveloping of your whole life and of your whole house in Jesus' name. Amen.
God bless you. Have a wonderful time. One more time, just want to say thank you for uh, sharing this time with me. And I want you to remember to acknowledge, uh, let me know you, you are part of this. And I thank God for you. And I also want to encourage you uh, to myhouseofworship.org or paypal.me forward slash myhouseofworship and give. And may the Lord bless you as we continue to further the work of God. May the goodness of God be yours. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the House of Worship podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message and were blessed by it. For more information, visit us at our website at www.myhouseofworship.org. Thank you and have a blessed day.